Hey, did you order her book yet? I'm talking about Julie Lee's book, I See You, How Compassion and Connection Save Lives. Well, if you didn't get the book, that's okay. You're going to hear from her next. And you're going to love her story. And you're going to love her book. Here we have Julie Lee. Do you ever think that you're running your life on autopilot? Well, that was me. For over 40 years, I was dealing with a past childhood trauma that hadn't been fully addressed. Even though I had gone to therapy and I've done different methods of healing, there was something missing and I felt incomplete. And then a couple of years ago, I realized what the answer was. My name is Lynn Ann, and I'm here to help you advance your healing to a brand new level where you can fully embrace the femininity and beautiful, sexy mama who you are. And I want to share that with you through this podcast. Myself and my guests are going to inspire you with our stories of our healing and how we have truly triumphed after trauma. Hey everyone, we are here with Julie Lee and I just read her book and before we just started the recording, I teared up telling her how grateful I am and how in awe I am of her and her journey and we're going to talk about that. Before I do, I want you to know that Julie is someone that has experienced a lot of hardship in her life. Her father had a mental illness that was really debilitating and it affected her childhood, um, even her adulthood. And she is just a miracle in what she's gone through and how far she's come. And we're going to talk about that. Julie, thank you so much for being here. She comes to us from Spanish Fork, Utah. And tell us, tell us about your personal life. Who are you? Hi. Well, like you said, I am Julie Lee. I am married. My husband's name is Rob. We've been married about 10 years, and I have two little kids. Sam is five, and Lydia is four. So they're real close in age. My first, my little boy, Sam, he was an in vitro baby. We struggled with fertility for years. And then Lydia was just like a one in a million miracle by by what the fertility doctors told us. And so we have them very close because we did not expect that I would ever be pregnant and get, you know, again, unless we did in vitro. So we feel really lucky to have our babies and we love them a lot. And yeah, we just, we love living close to the mountains and spending time outside. And yeah, it's a good life. Like you said, I just came out with a book, I See You, How Compassion and Connection Save Lives. And I've been doing my ICU podcast for two years now. And I just love what I do. I love spreading hope and helping people feel seen. Oh, that is so wonderful. And you had, I was really amazed in your book at how debilitating severe depression is because I, for one, I've never ever experienced it. Not even close. I've had periods that I've been very, very sad because of an event, something that brought it on. And I was able to shake myself from it. And so I, I never, until I read your book, I never really understood how, how hard and you painted 
a beautiful picture, even though it's a horrific thing to go through, you, you expressed it so wonderfully and beautifully um, because I could see it and I could feel it. And it's so raw. Um, listeners, you've, you've got to, if you don't understand depression, definitely read the book. And even if you do understand it, I think everyone really needs to read it because people are hurting. I want to talk to you about why, what made you take the step to even write a book? Because what that meant is you had to totally open up all of the ugly stuff you had gone through. What, what made you write it? I mean, you had to be completely vulnerable in so many parts of your story, of your journey. Um, how, how in the world, what inspired you to write it? Well, the book came about pretty miraculously. The, the con- I was given a contract to write it. So I had the contract before the manuscript was written. And the first version I wrote, believe it or not, was a lot heavier than the one that was finished. And I think that's because I got out all my guts and then I was able to have someone very close to me read it and be like, this is pretty heavy. You know, I'm grateful I read it as, as someone close to you so I can understand a little better. But it wasn't quite the book that I wanted it to be because this book isn't a memoir of my life. Okay. It's a self-help leadership book. However, a lot of my education of my understanding of how to save people with compassion and connection, it does come from my own experiences. So I tried to find a balance of interweaving some of my experiences and the experiences of others to teach principles uh, in a way that would be effective but you're right. I, I still had to open up about some really challenging things. And there's some chapters specifically, certain experiences, even some that are only a paragraph or two that were really draining to go back into. Wow. Really draining. But I wrote it with a purpose and it was to, to teach and help people understand what you can do to help other people. And to be able to effectively show that, I had to look at some of the things that have happened in the past. And again, as I read the audiobook, I I felt that that draining again as I read it. Uh, and and things that wouldn't have drained me except that I experienced it. My husband read the book and he loved it. And for him, it wasn't a draining experience, even though he was in some of those experiences with me. Yeah, he was very involved. He was very involved. But I think it's different when it's you and you were the person. You're like, no, for reals, that happened to me. It's not just a story. But overall, I hope the book is a really positive thing. I think it has been for many people from the feedback I've been hearing. But yeah, sometimes to understand that light you have to look at the darkness a little and that helps you to more effectively, I think, engage in the light because you can see it for what it is because you know both. And so I'm just so grateful to be in this position and I'm, I'm really happy with, with the good that it's doing. Yes. I, I know for me, um, I, in fact, just last night, um, uh, I, on my, my Facebook 
group, the, the Sexy Mama Triumph After Trauma, we, um, I talked about emotional intelligence and, and it's really interesting because our eyes can perceive something and then it's what we think about what our eyes see that determines a judgment. And so why does there have to be a judgment? And so because of your book, it's allowed me to really understand that seeing something, there is a story behind it. And my judgment, really, I have no business placing any judgment. It's none of my business. And that person has a story. So someone that is holding a sign up on the corner of an intersection, I don't know their story. I, I really don't. And your book, I See You, is, it's, it's beautiful. It's really seeing people. So can you tell me how you came up with the title of the book? You're making me teary just talking about it, but it's so true. We are saying everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. And seeing people with compassion and connection is healing. I came up with the title, I See You, and that was the title I came up with for the podcast as well because I had a friend who gave me a bracelet that said, I See You on it. And we actually met through a mutual therapist. I talk about this in the introduction of the book. And I See You, as she explained it to me, was I witness your life. I see you for who you really are, your flaws and all. And I'm with you. And your life is not unnoticed. It's not unwitnessed. And it became symbolic for me that this friend saw me soul to soul and also that my higher power saw me when I was struggling with something I could look down and, and know that he sees me right now. For me, my higher power is, um, is God and I see him as a male. And so I, I could think he sees me right now. And also then it could be a reminder, just like in the last step of the 12 step addiction program, where you go to then serve other, you go to help other people now that I know I'm seen and I feel seen, I get to do that for other people. I get to be that hope for other people to make sure that they feel seen, that their life is noticed, that they are not alone. Because I am alone is a story a lot of us have told ourselves, and it's the greatest lie. It's the greatest lie, but it can feel really convincing when you're in dark times. And so it's our responsibility to make sure that other people don't feel that way. Yes. Wow, I um, I was getting goosebumps and tearing up as you were talking, um, because Julie, we we need to have cheerleaders in our lives, and I, you know, not everybody has people in their corner that they can rely on. And one, one of the things I want to stress is, of course, it, in a perfect world, we would all love each other and we would all serve and we would all give and no unkind words, no unkind reactions if someone is having a bad day or, you know, what have you. And one thing that I, that's been really close to my heart is 
who is your biggest cheerleader? I, I ask myself that. I ask my audience that. And we have to be our biggest cheerleaders. And if we cannot be our own biggest cheerleaders, how can we help other people? And so I want to ask you, Julie, are you to the point? Are you your biggest cheerleader? Most of the time. Yeah. I have my moments where I forget that, but yeah, I am. That's the miracle of my life is that I went from hating mental illness and hating myself for when I began struggling with my mental health. I hated that version of me to becoming a person that really loves myself, including those struggles, loves myself more for those struggles I've had because that girl that was on the bathroom floor begging for healing and, and saving from a higher power, that girl, I'm proud of her. I'm really proud of her and for the fact that she moved forward. And I, I used to have a mantra during that time that I would say to myself and it's, she's rooting for you. And that was the future me. That I thought that future me is rooting for me right now and knows that I can do this. And yeah, so in a very like, very authentic way, I am my biggest cheerleader. And, and that mantra, I think is what began that me cheering, saying literally, it's funny that you bring that up, that phrasing, because that's what I would say to myself is she's rooting for you. She's Aww. rooting for you. You're going to make it. And so, yeah, I am my biggest cheerleader. I, I, I think that I, in what I believe, I believe there's an even better cheerleader, right? Like we talk about my higher power, but, but that's, that's something that his love helps me to feel that more for myself even and right. through my experiences. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm my own advocate. I advocate for myself and for my needs. And when I do that, the, the great thing is then I can, I can help other people better, right? Because my cup is full and I have stuff Absolutely. to do. But if I don't take care of myself, I'm not a lot of help to anybody. Sometimes right. I think we, we get this strange idea that it's noble to put ourselves last, but right. then we end up, we end up so depleted that we're not effective in being able to help other people in a real, genuine, authentic way. And so it's such an interesting thing that we've adopted to think that when really, if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't help other people. It's not, that's not helpful to other people. We have to be able to take care of ourselves enough that we can then do that for other people and help them learn to take care of themselves. Right. 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 Um, because we'll lose ourselves. We'll lose ourselves. So yes, thank you. You said that so beautifully. I want to thank you so much for being here and sharing kind of the meat, the meat behind your, your, your book and, um, I'm, I'm truly inspired and thank you so much for your wise words. You are very wise for your age. Um, and we don't have to know your age, but you're young and you're very, I'm 30. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just turned 30 years old this year. So I'm not, I am pretty young. Um, yeah. Oh, that's, that's so beautiful. 
Um, I definitely, I want to have you back and I want to talk about vulnerability. So for now, until our next episode with you, can you please tell our listeners, tell us, tell them how to get your book, where to get it and other ways to reach you. Yeah. So if you go to my website, which is julieleespeaks.com and I'll spell that because someone told me once to spell it. So it's J-U-L-I-E-L-E-E-S-P. E-A-K-S.com, julieleespeaks.com. That has links to my book and there's a bracelet also that's coming since I was given that bracelet by a friend. There's also a bracelet coming out uh, that says I see you on it. That's that's for men and women. It's really special. All of that and my podcast and more about me, all the stuff I'm trying to do in my mission is all at julieleespeaks.com. And my book is also on Amazon and other websites you can find. I know it's a, it's on Walmart and there's, I don't know where all it is, but I know it's, it's floating around. So yeah. And it's called, I see you the same name as the podcast. Oh, thank you. And what's the full title of the book? I see you. And I see you how compassion and connection save lives. I have a copy right here. I'll show in case this ever ends up on YouTube. This is what it looks like. Yes. I love the artwork. I do too. Didn't they do a good job? Oh, they really did. I, I couldn't love it more how it, how it turned out. They did. A and great yellow job. is my favorite color. It's <laughs> well, a happy color. Go. We needed, we needed a happy color. Cause that's what it's about. That's, that's the goal. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Julie. It's been such a privilege. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's my honor. Anytime. Healing can be found in so many different modalities And my next guest was very surprised when she attended a dance class for the purpose of getting fit and doing it in a fun way. And instead, she found that her healing journey was just beginning. And her journey of falling in love with her body. And I can't wait for you to hear April's story. It's so inspiring. And I love the fact that she truly loves her body. And every woman has got to hear her story. We'll catch you next time. I think it's awesome that you've spent the time with us today. And, you know, my guests and I, we have been through a lot to heal our trauma and to get to where we are today. And I hope that you've been inspired. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Don't forget to share it with other women who you know are looking for some more resources to help them along their healing journey. Also, go to our website, thesexymama.com, where you have an opportunity to book a call with me where we can talk together. I can assess where you are in your healing journey to see if there's more that I can do for you. And we have a private Facebook group, which is an amazing resource for you for women only. It's called Triumph After Trauma, and I will catch you next time.